This is the Family Money Adventure Show, the money and travel podcast helping you make money moves that feel right for your family. I am Kevin Payne. Join me every other week as we have meaningful conversations about family, money, and travel. Today, we are doing something new. Over the next few episodes, we're going to focus on how you can plan the ideal Walt Disney World vacation for your family. Now, instead of trying to tackle everything in one episode, especially since I try to keep them short and to the point, we're going to split up vacation planning into a few specific topics. So for today's episode, we're focusing on where to stay at Disney World. And as luck would have it, I'm actually recording these episodes from a Walt Disney World resort. I am down in Lake Buena Vista, Florida right now for the week. I'm doing research and creating more content to help you plan a better Walt Disney World vacation and save money. So right now, I'm sitting in my hotel room at the Walt Disney World Swan Hotel. The Swan is a Westin Resort property, part of the Marriott family of brands. Uh, We'll get into more details about the Swan and its sister properties in a few minutes. But there is a long-time debate between people who visit Disney World on the best option when it comes to accommodations for a Walt Disney World vacation. Now, most of this debate revolves around one question. Should you stay at a Walt Disney World resort or stay off-site at another hotel or other option? Now, my family, growing up, we used to stay at Walt Disney World resorts during family vacations, and I'm sure that we stayed off-site as well. But most of my fondest memories are from trips where we stayed at places like the Caribbean Beach Resort and the Wilderness Lodge. I actually think that my mom and I stayed at the Wilderness Lodge the year that it opened. I was in high school at the time. Now, my wife and I do the planning, and we have taken our kids on several Disney vacations. We've stayed almost everywhere that you can imagine, from value resorts to standard off-property hotels, to condo-style hotels, to vacation rentals. On-property and off-site, wherever, we've stayed there. Now, for each trip, there was a specific reason for staying where we did, and I'll be honest with you, I came into this episode clearly on team off property when it comes to accommodations. However, this week has opened my eyes a little bit and has caused me to rethink or at least reframe how I feel about both options. Now, here's the deal. When I'm searching for specific travel advice, whether it be online or a podcast, YouTube, whatever it is, I want real answers. When I'm looking for money-saving tips, I want advice on how to actually spend less money, not just get more value while actually spending more. I want real vacation tips for real people. Now, with that said, it would be impossible to discuss all of the nuances at play in the topic of where to stay at Walt Disney World in one short podcast episode, and I'm not going to try. Here's what we are going to do. We're going to break down the benefits and drawbacks of staying at a Walt Disney World Resort and off property, along with some tips for determining the best option for your family's next trip. Let's start with Disney World Resorts. There are three primary categories of Walt Disney World Resorts available to book. Deluxe, Moderate, and Value. 
Deluxe resorts include places like the Polynesian, Grand Floridian, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and several others. Moderate resorts include Caribbean Beach Resort, Coronado Springs, and Port Orleans. And then your value resorts include all of the all-star properties, so all-star music, all-star movies, as well as Pop Century. Being a Disney World resort guest has its advantages. The first advantage, and maybe the most obvious, is the convenience of staying on property. Staying on property means that you are closer than anyone else to the theme parks. It's also a matter of time getting to and leaving the park and the ability to go back to your resort during the day without it being a huge headache. Now, I'm going to touch more on this in a minute because there's something that I think a lot of Disney guests forget to factor into their planning. Another advantage is extra access. Guests staying on property have access to perks like early entry and extended park hours on certain days. Now, during those times, it's still rather busy, but it's better than the entire park being full. You also have first dibs on dining reservations at Disney restaurants and booking lightning lanes. Another perk of staying on property is free park transportation. As a resort guest, you'll have access to complimentary transportation to and from the parks, the water parks, and Disney Springs. Now, the available modes of transportation vary between each resort, but they could include buses, the Skyliner system, boats, and monorails. Another perk is a Disney-themed experience. All of the Disney resorts, especially the value resorts, are heavily themed with Disney magic. And this provides an immersive experience that extends beyond the parks themselves. Now, there are also some disadvantages to consider before you book a stay on property at Walt Disney World. And the first one of those is cost. Walt Disney World resorts typically cost more than a comparable hotel or resort located outside of the Disney bubble. Now, you can argue on the value of what you get from that resort, pointing back to some of the advantages. But when you're just talking about an actual accommodation, the hotel room and all of the amenities, you're paying more because you're staying at Walt Disney World. Another potential disadvantage is limited dining options at your resort. If you're staying on property, you might only have a few options for where to eat. If your hotel has a restaurant, it might require reservations. You may have a food court and who knows if they're going to have something that you like there. Of course, you can eat in the parks as well. But if you're going to pay for a resort, you're going to want to have options. Another disadvantage is the crowds. Since many guests choose to stay on property, the resorts and transportation systems can be crowded, especially during peak seasons. Staying at a Disney World resort also gives you less flexibility when it comes to visiting other nearby attractions. Maybe Disney World is only part of your vacation or a small portion of your vacation. And if you plan to visit other attractions in the area like Universal Studios, staying on property might limit your flexibility as the focus at your resort will primarily be on Disney-related transportation and activities. And if you're booking a Walt Disney World vacation, you probably are either a fan of Disney or your kids are, but you could reach a point where it's just too much Disney. And since Disney is almost everywhere you turn on property, you might want a break from the Disney theme, so staying on property might not be your best choice. That immersive Disney experience could feel overwhelming for any guest. 
Now let's look at the benefits and drawbacks of staying off property. Now, obviously this covers more options because you have hotels and resorts, condos, vacation homes, camping, and other types of accommodations. This also includes Walt Disney World Good Neighbor Hotels, which are a collection of hotels and resorts which aren't owned by Disney, but offer varying perks through a partnership with Disney. Now let's get to the first advantage of staying off property, and that is cost savings. As we mentioned, sometimes staying on property can be more expensive, and likewise, staying off property can be more budget-friendly. There are more options available in different price ranges, allowing you to save money for other aspects of your vacation. Staying off property could give you access to a wider variety of dining options. Yes, your hotel or resort may have restaurants and other dining options. Maybe it has free breakfast. Maybe you're staying at a vacation rental with your own kitchen so you can cook for yourself. Staying off property just gives you more options. If you have a car and you want to drive down the street to get some fast food or go to a different restaurant, you have the ability to do that. Now, you can do that at a Disney resort as well, but if you're within the Disney bubble, maybe you don't have transportation to go do that, and it's also a little further drive. Another perk to staying off property is more accommodation choices. There's a wider variety of hotels, motels, vacation rentals, and other accommodations off property, providing more choices to fit your preferences and budget. You also have easier access to other attractions. If your vacation isn't entirely centered around Disney World, you may want a more convenient option that's closer to other attractions like Universal Studios Orlando, SeaWorld, and Legoland. As much as we love saving money, there are some certain disadvantages to staying off property as well. One of those disadvantages is transportation. Off-property locations may not provide transportation to Disney parks, and if they do, it's usually less frequent and less convenient, potentially adding stress and time to your daily Disney schedule. If you're staying off property, you also will not have access to perks like extra magic hours. This limits the amount of time that you have in the parks compared to on-property guests. I can tell you from experience just yesterday, I had a half-hour early entry because of staying at the Swan. I can speak to this one directly from my current trip. It may not seem like a big deal to have an extra half-hour in the park, but I will tell you, yesterday I went to Hollywood Studios... I had early entry, so I got into the park a half hour before guests not staying at resorts. I was able to knock out Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, and make it through the queue on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway before any other guests were even let into the park. I had most of the park, at least the rides that I wanted to go on, finished by like 11 a.m. So there is a real benefit to having extra time. Off-property accommodations also, you typically have less themed experience. You may find some Disney stuff here and there, but generally, when you stay off property, you're getting a basic resort. It's not going to have that immersive Disney theming that many visitors enjoy, and it may feel less special compared to a full-on Disney resort experience. Another disadvantage are potential hidden costs. 
While staying off property may seem cheaper, it's essential to factor in potential costs that you might face, including parking at the parks, which is included for resort guests, resort fees, and transportation to the parks, which may reduce your overall savings. Now, I've been thinking about Disney vacation planning this week during my stay at the Swan, which is located in Disney's Boardwalk area. Now, technically, it's not a Walt Disney World Resort property, but it's one of the very few hotels and resorts located on Disney property, and it features some perks typically reserved for Disney resorts. Now, I love the Swan's location. It offers shared amenities with its sister properties, Swan Reserve and Dolphin. It's also a short walk to Disney's Boardwalk, which features several restaurants and shops. And it's also a moderate walking distance to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Now, guests of the Swan, Dolphin, and Swan Reserve also have access to bus and boat transportation. I mentioned convenience earlier in reference to staying at a Disney resort. Now, while I've enjoyed being able to walk to the two parks this week, the experience has been less than ideal getting to the Magic Kingdom. If you've ever been to Walt Disney World, you know that the Magic Kingdom is separated from everything else. For most park guests, you first need to get to the Ticket and Transportation Center. And then from there, you depart to go to the Magic Kingdom, either by ferry boat or monorail. And just so you know, the monorail is the best option. And just so you know, the monorail is actually the only option because it's the coolest thing and I don't want to ride on the ferry boat. Now for Disney Resort guests, though, buses drop off directly at the Magic Kingdom bus depot. There are no extra steps you need to take. Now that's not the case with the Swan. And actually, the Swan doesn't utilize Disney buses. It has its own buses, which I have found this week to be less than reliable. I don't know if that's always the case, but that has been my experience. So far, I have waited much longer than the posted 20 to 30 minute schedule. I tried leaving the Magic Kingdom earlier this week to cool off at the resort pool. I waited so long that I actually considered scheduling a lift so that I didn't waste any more time. I had a similar experience later after leaving the Magic Kingdom's extended evening hours for resort guests. Now, I mention my experiences because there's something that I think families fail to factor into their decision on where to stay. Yeah, staying on property is convenient, but where that convenience really stands out is when you're exhausted. You've been walking all day, dealing with kids, you're hot, you're tired, and you just want to snap your fingers and be back at your resort. So do your kids. I can tell you from experience that Walt Disney World transportation is not perfect. Often it's the opposite, but it is still almost always better than what you will face staying off property or even at partner hotels like the Swan. Now I'm here solo this week. It's just me. And it's so much easier to navigate transportation than it is with my family. Now, our kids are self-sufficient teens for the most part, not infants or toddlers. And the parks are crowded this week, but they're far from the worst I've ever experienced. With all that said, getting to and from the park has been a challenge. So in the end, the right question to ask is not necessarily which is better, staying on property at a Disney World Resort or off property. 
the two questions you should be asking yourself are, what's important to you? And what are you willing to pay for? If you can answer those two questions, it will get you much closer to the best option or options for where to stay on your Disney World vacation. And honestly, the answers might change over time as your family changes or your needs evolve. That's what's happened with us. We talk about value-based budgeting a lot at Family Money Adventure, and vacation planning is no different. Think about your trip. Envision your family at Walt Disney World. Which parks do you think everyone will like the most? Picture what a day at the park looks like. Picture what your trip will be like when you're not at the parks. What will you do? Will you spend much time in your room or at the resort? Which of the benefits or drawbacks that I mentioned resonated with you the most or got your attention? Do you need more space? Will you even use the amenities included with certain accommodations? Do your kids or you love Disney enough to be immersed in it 24-7? Do you need access to a kitchen? Are there any medical concerns to consider? What are your family members like, yourself included, when they get tired, hot, and hungry, and what helps them best in those situations? These are all things to consider when you're booking your trip. Determine what's most important to you and your family and plan your vacation around those aspects of the trip. If it's where you stay, great. If it's not and where you stay doesn't matter, that's great too. Now, if you want to save money, find ways to save money outside of what you value. That doesn't mean overlooking good deals or considering how much value you'll receive we absolutely love finding travel deals, and you can find them for Disney World Vacation. But we found that focusing on what we value the most on our trips gives us a better frame of reference when it comes to planning all of the various aspects of a Disney World Vacation and other adventures. We want to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear in upcoming episodes? Head over to FamilyMoneyAdventure.com and leave us a comment or message. If you like the show, let us know by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. It's time to take control of your money and pursue what you've always wanted. Until the next adventure. Adventure.